Hello everyone and welcome to my podcast. The goal of this is to shed some light onto the world of virtual reality and its use in the aviation industry. We will discuss where virtual reality is currently being used for things such as pilot and astronaut training and also where it is headed. Becoming a pilot and getting to experience airplane operations firsthand can sometimes be a challenging thing to get into. Virtual reality is working to bridge that gap and bring lifelike exposure to anyone with an interest in aviation. There are a lot of want-to-be pilots out there with no connections to cost-effective training programs, myself included. I welcome you guys and girls to join me in this discussion and look forward to hearing your thoughts on the topic. Hey guys and welcome back. Um, I'd first like to open up the discussion and talk about where we are with virtual reality simulators. Um, first thing that comes to mind to me is about a story about 10 years ago. I went to Disney World with my parents and they took us to this arcade that had a super first generation virtual reality experience. I think it was like a lightsaber experience, a Star Wars experience. And you put on these goggles, you grab your lightsaber, and then you go and fight the other people in the uh, in the simulation with you. Well, the thing that struck me is about five minutes with the headset on, I started to get the biggest headache that I can even remember, and I just the motion sickness hit me like a brick wall, and I couldn't keep the goggles on for too long of a period. Now, why is that? The lower graphics, the speed at which the video is being put onto the screen from whatever the simulation is, is just too slow for your brain to think that it's real life. Now that is like the biggest problem, or the, the biggest design problem that they're having to come up with today. I mean, as technology moves on, and faster and more powerful graphics cards are developed, that latency, that high latency for video display is cut down, and your brain is actually coming to terms and being able to picture it as a real a realistic situation as opposed to choppy something that is just hurting your brain <laughs> now aside from the uh, nausea and motion sickness that's related to this high latency on these slower computers even as the software comes out and um, graphics are improved I've been doing a lot of research and it says that easing into a virtual reality experience is the best way to go about it. Now, uh, don't go out and buy a $500 set of virtual reality goggles, set yourself up on your computer at home and expect to just play for hours on end because it probably hurts your eyes at first. So what they say is it's good to ease into it, test the waters a little bit and then move forward from there. See how your brain is reacting to its new environment. I don't know if you guys have any um, personal virtual reality experiences yourselves, but if you do and you want to share, I would love for you guys to call into my channel and uh, reply and I will uh, hopefully get back to you. I'd love to hear what you guys are thinking. Well, here we go with the first shout-out of the podcast. 
Um, we got a response from Critical Hits and what he thinks on virtual reality and its uh, ultimately its cost effectiveness. It's a really interesting take on it. Um, sometimes you got to weigh the pros and cons. Let's listen to what he's got to say. I think this is a really interesting um, kind of drawback and consideration when it comes to virtual reality is this idea that like, you know, the, the cost of it, the cost of setting up a virtual reality experience, especially in, in your home, um, it, it isn't really if effective for what you're getting out of it. Um, unless you spend thousands and thousands of dollars on super high-end uh, gear to create this, uh, this virtual reality experience, um, you're, you're never going to really feel, be able to feel that sense of, of immersion um, like you would if, if you could, could experience it the way it's supposed to be experienced. Um, so I've, I've had this discussion with others, people, with others before, and I think this is a really good point that you bring up, is this, you know, where, where, do, where do you draw the line? You know, if you want to become a, a pilot um, and you're trying to get training like this, uh, you know, at your home or on your own, um, is it really going to be worth it to kind of get into it in this, in this way without the high-end tech? Hey guys, and welcome back. I would now like to move the discussion into uh, the aviation world. Um, something I've always loved doing was flight simulators, Microsoft Flight Simulator as a kid. Um, spend hours at the computer on this. And the one thing that always drove me nuts, especially in like the combat flight simulators, you're in a cockpit. Um, people all around you but you can't see them you can only see what directly what is directly in front of you on your computer screen you used to have these hotkeys to be able to pan your pilot's head around to be able to see what's all around you in a 360 view now as the uh, technology for virtual reality is there I mean being this is where the advantage of being able to actually put yourself in the cockpit is a huge advantage I mean as far as like from a gaming perspective or even like a training perspective like on a computer screen or in like a simulator you can only see what's like directly in front of you what's on the screen with virtual reality you're putting yourself in the cockpit where your head turns the pilot turns his head that way and this is what I love about it they even have uh, this new software called leap motion it's these sensors that track and display uh, hand movement in the virtual space. So as you move your hand in front of your face, it shows up on the screen. This allows you to interact with the cockpit around you. And all this stuff is pretty exciting as they move forward. Now aside from training, um, this website Aero Society is a pretty renowned uh, aviation technology website. Um, they have a list of all the different sims that are available for your purchase so you could uh, actually install these sims on your computer at home they've got everything from helicopter sims to combat flight simulators to carrier landings to uh, Red Bull air racing um, you can even reenact the lunar landing with like uh, Neil Armstrong and they've even got an, uh, a 1 hour and 45 inter one hour and 45 minute interactive documentary of the Apollo 11 experience. You can actually hop in the Apollo 11 rocket with Neil. And um, they got a lot of pretty cool stuff on here. They've even got some accounts from uh, 
different people and like uh, experienced pilots and what they think on um, this whole virtual reality movement. One guy went on to say, uh, only two sims have made me a combat vet legitimately, legitimately giddy with excitement. The multi-million dollar army sim and the new virtual reality stuff. VR, you are simply there. VR is the only sim that actually caused me to take a deep breath before I started rolling. Something I've only done in real life up until now. Virtual reality is the only sim that had me scanning the horizon and the dials regularly and instinctively. Virtual reality is the only sim that had my mind racing and clear at the same time, solely focused on what I was doing. These comments came from an anonymous Reddit post um, to Arrow Society, and the author turned out to be a pretty renowned U.S. helicopter pilot by the name of Chris Frismuth. Oh, thank you. Now, to me to hear that is just absolutely amazing. Somebody that's been in every sort of aircraft that you can imagine, and even in like a combat setting, for him to say that it gave him that sense of realism is just outstanding to me. It's amazing that where we are and where we could be headed. If we can even trick all these experienced pilots, that means that training for the next generation of pilots is not too far on the horizon, which is an exciting thing. I mean, it might be hard for the FAA to sign off on it because they actually want pilots flying real aircraft before they actually trust us, which makes sense. And maybe it could cut down on the time, so you'd be able to go through a certain amount of hours of virtual reality training that would make up for uh, the first few hours that you actually fly along with an instructor and not do anything yourself. So that could be something to look at in the future, like a more cost-effective way to get pilots trained. And if they're as realistic as they seem, it might be a, a good avenue for future pilots heading into the future. Hey guys, I uh, just found this sweet article on aerosociety.com written by Tim Robinson. Um, he goes on to talk about how virtual reality and use and uh, exciting the youth about aviation. I know aviation is kind of a, uh, a dying field. A lot of older pilots are starting to retire and uh, there's going to be a big, big uh, employment gap here soon. So virtual reality can help out with that. And even though this is the first generation of virtual reality, it's pretty exciting to where it's going. And um, our youth have a lot to look forward to in the future and some exciting possibilities.